Welcome to the U.S. Fire Journal Podcast. We offer views and opinions on the fire service around the world with no topic too tough to handle. Visit us at usfirejournal.com for all your fire service information. Now, here's your host, Jay. Good afternoon and welcome into the podcast. Today is March the 6th. It is 2022 and it's been a minute or two. In fact, let's say it's been two minutes since I last did a podcast, a full podcast. Um, Unfortunately, today's going to be a bit of a shorter podcast, but it's a podcast nonetheless. Um, I want to start off by talking about something that I've been seeing in photographs uh, and in, in, uh, you know, bits of videos here and there, and that is the uh, efforts of uh, firefighters in, in, uh, in the conflict between Ukraine and uh, Russia. Uh, Ukrainian firefighters and, of course, civilians and, and members of their military have been uh, doing lots of uh, rescue work as uh, missiles uh, slam into structures, including housing, um, I have seen more than a few uh, photos of, of uh, ladders to upper floors with, with firefighters perched on them trying to uh, make entry into floors so as to be able to uh, affect a search. And of course, uh, it's one thing to go and fight a building fire when you're fighting a fire with, uh, without knowing exactly uh, what's in the building uh, considering that, that missiles have slammed into it, and you don't know if all of the missiles have gone off in the way that they should. We've seen also photos and videos of uh, missiles that have not detonated. They are buried uh, five and a half, six feet into the street, or they're laying out uh, in the street somewhere. I, I saw one the other day where people had gathered around it to get some nice close-up photos. And what you really want to say to those people is, what are you nuts? Get away. This is a Russian-made missile. That means it could have been aimed at Switzerland. It just happened to hit Ukraine. And who knows when it will explode. But look, uh, this conflict is not going anywhere in the next few days, uh, but downward. And uh, credit to all of those who are going out uh, amidst the destruction of their own country, uh, their own cities, and are uh, putting their lives on the line to try to rescue people who are caught in horrific situations. Um, There is a great deal of bravery on display, and uh, it's uh, probably going to be ongoing for at least, uh, uh, certainly in, in the short term, who knows about the long term, Um, But imagine that, if you will. You're a firefighter. um, Your family's at home. No place is really safe. And bombs are falling. Missiles are flying. And uh, you get called out to a building that has been hit by a missile. Um, It is, uh, it's it's hard work. It's hard work no matter where you are. We are the U.S. Fire uh, Journal. But I couldn't help but but comment on that. just because of, of the wholesale destruction that's going on and the bravery of firefighters and others who are trying to, uh, uh, you know, fight fire and save people in the midst of 
bombs falling all around. Of course, everyone knows about the uh, the London Blitz and and the firefighters there, the grimy faces as Churchill called them, uh, doing just yeoman's work uh, during during a war. Uh, firefighting is difficult enough without worrying about whether or not you're going to get shot or or uh, be involved in an in an explosion. So, lots of good work going on there by firefighters. You know, I was talking with uh, someone the other day, day before yesterday, and we were talking about engine work and truck work. And we had a good conversation, really did. And, and toward the end, I just said, you know what? Truck work's all attitude. It, it's what it is. It's attitude. You have to train. You have to be educated. Um, you have to get that experience. At the end of the day, though, it's an attitude. That's what really good truck companies have. They have that attitude. So is the engine. I mean, I hear people who say, well, you know, um, really no difference between an engine and a truck. Well, that's because that person's never been on a truck. Never been on a ladder. Not a real one. They might ride one, but they're not a part of a truck company. Um, There is an attitude. There is a difference uh, between the two. But both need a certain type of attitude. That engine needs that attitude that, look, the fire's in there. We have to get in there uh, and uh, do what we need to do to extinguish the fire. The truck company attitude is we have to get up there and in there because we have to pop the top or affect uh, horizontal ventilation so we can so we can start attacking this fire and get it out. We also need to do the quick and dirty, and then afterward, we have other tasks, just like the in- engine company, though they're different tasks. So a lot of it is attitude. And I believe that people that want to affect that kind of attitude ought to be supported. So for example, if you're putting together a, a truck company for the first time, maybe in a department or in a battalion or whatever the case may be, you need people who get excited about it and who say, you know what, we have to take it, take this, take it by the horns, and we have to run with it. Those people need support. They don't need the overt, negative, um, slap you down type things. You know that that's not what they need. They need to be encouraged. And I had someone four or five days ago um, tell me like, hey man, you know, you ought to go visit. And, and, you know, give these guys a bunch of ideas about what a truck company needs. And I told him, I said, no, no, I don't. What I need to do is maybe make a comment here and there, because I'm good friends with guys there. I need to make a comment here and there. And then if they ask a question, I'll try to answer the question. But let them run with their excitement. Let them build it. Um, as much as I would like to go there and say, no, you need to do this, this, and this, Part of building that attitude is, sure, you need to show people. I get that. And like I said, uh, I'm willing to help with questions and, and whatever. But it's, it's exciting to watch people get excited about building something. Whether it's a ladder company, rescue, engine, whatever the case may be. Um, people who are motivated to do it always need encouragement. Now, understand what I mean by encouragement. What I mean by encouragement 
is they need to be told, hey man, you know what? Keep at it. I, they don't need they don't need banners. They don't need cakes and 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 things to you know say, hey, great job. That that's not what they need. But they need encouragement. They need to have questions answered when they have them. They also need to have and and like I said, I'm always willing to help. It's just. Or not, it's just, I'm always willing to help. It's just, you know, my thing is I'm not going to, to try to take over something like, like, uh, like I guess one or two people would, would have people do. I just believe if you see people who are running with a project, um, you let them run. And if they have questions, you answer their questions. And I'm willing to do that. But you also point out that they are, are running with it. You know, and, and it's a great thing. It really is. Um, and I, I just feel like you always you always give people like that encouragement. Um, I, I just don't see the point in tearing people down over stuff like that. That That's me. And, you know, it's uh, this guy I know. Um, he's found some, some stickers and things. And, you know, it's the expect fire, expect victims, uh, that type of thing. And. It is some of the best advice um, I think you can give people, that you can give a firefighter. Um, Andy Fredericks, uh, many years ago, um, just a great guy, died on 9-11, FDNY, um, was also a firefighter in Virginia. And and Andy would say, you know, when you turn a corner, don't, don't be surprised that there's a fire. His comment was always the same, you know, garbage men don't go out when they turn the corner, they go, oh my gosh, look at all this garbage. No, that's what they're expecting. So firefighters should be expecting fire. They should be expecting victims. Too many people, too many, start out in the hole, well, I wonder where I can be safest at when they first turn a corner. Or, you know what, that building's on fire. That's dangerous. Let's back up here. You know, I better go sit in my my truck or my car or my SUV. I need to be sitting a block away. Or, you know, all the sort of, of things that go through people's head who are infected and have been infected for a long time with uh, this overt, or excuse me, this, uh, this obscene uh, sense of self-safety. Uh, so they think that because they feel that way, that that's how they have to run a scene. Look, nobody wants to get anybody hurt. Nobody wants to get anybody killed. Uh, but it's a dangerous job. I, it's the way it is. It's a dangerous job. And we have not seen any great advances in firefighting under that banner of, you know what, let's not do anything so nobody gets hurt. It doesn't work. So, you have to turn the corner, expect to see fire when you're called out on a fire call. When you pull up, you need to expect victims. If you're talking to a young firefighter, you know, there's a million things going through their minds. Well, you know, you need to do this, 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 you need to do that, that. I mean, they'll come out with a list of 60 things, right? Young company officers are the same. But here's what you have to do. You have to expect fire. And when you pull up, you have to expect victims. Life safety. Life safety. Sure, it includes firefighters. 
But it starts off with the life safety of those who've called. That's what you signed up for. It is. You might not like it. The people around you might not like it. You might fight against it. But ultimately, inside, you know what you're doing. No one really needs to tell you. Um, look, we're talking about people who, who fight fires during wars, during war years. Uh, we talk about people who uh, go out and put themselves on the line for others. It's hard to count yourself among those people when your first thought is always self. It is. If you're already setting up, uh, you know, if you're already, when you turn the corner, if you're already setting up trying to get yourself out of harm's way, leave the job, please. Leave. It's best for everyone, including yourself. More importantly for, for citizens and other firefighters. Thankfully, those people are uh, not well represented. Uh, there's not a lot of them, I should say. Unfortunately, they are in every department, just about. Uh, they're, out, they're outnumbered by the people who do the job for the right reason. But here's another one, and, and this was something that, that uh, my first captain always told us. He's like, we can give you everything, everything but guts. So, you know, we'll give you some gear, we'll give you, get on this apparatus, we got equipment on the apparatus, there's the fire, we can give you everything. But we can't give you guts. You either have it or you don't. And the job's a hell of a lot easier when you have guts. Understand what I'm saying. I'm not talking about throwing yourself through a window of a fully involved room or house. That's not what I'm talking about. Guts, you know, the, the gut and the brain has a, has a relationship. They need to be in, in a symbiotic relationship. One supports the other, right? Um, so you got to use your brain, too. But if you're going to be a firefighter, you got to have guts. It is a requirement. Sorry, it's the way it goes. So, you turn the corner, expect a fire. Expect victims. Don't pull up and say, yeah, I'm sure this building's empty. What made you think that? We pulled up. Oh. Well, I mean, there's smoke. And people never survive smoke? Well, yeah, but, you know, they're just going to tear it down. Well, they will if you're on scene. Another guy told me a joke a while back, um, funnier than hell. Everybody goes home, but the homeowner can't have that kind of approach. I mean, if that's what happens, it's what happens. Sometimes fires just get ahead of you. There's no way to catch them. It's the way it goes. But, you know, you don't have to burn the house down. You don't have to burn the, the building down. You don't have to. That's not your job. So, yeah, expect fire. Expect victims. They can give you everything but guts. You got to have that yourself. And uh, it's part of the job. It's a requirement. Sorry, folks. It's what it is. I want to give an update on the FDNY. Um, I'm going to be talking about them in a few weeks. Um, it appears as though there are going to be some leadership things there. And I want to I'll get into them later, but, you know, they, they lost an awful lot of uh, good leadership. Um, and you have to wonder exactly who's going to replace them. And uh, not only who replaces them, but why are they being replaced? That's also important. 
uh, we'll get into that more in the next couple of weeks. I've got friends there, and um, I know people there, and yeah, a little bit of a, uh, what's the way, right, what is the right way to put it? Uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Um, who will the new leaders be? Uh, and what type of leadership are they seeking? What kind of changes will be made? More on that in a few weeks. In the middle of Tennessee, right there near Nashville, I've been talking about a department, uh, WEMA, um, uh, Wilson Emergency Management Authority. Uh, I've been talking about them. Uh, they, they're hemorrhaging employees, of course, employees leaving left and right. Um, so we've talked about their needs uh, for, for a salary, uh, for a raise. And uh, wouldn't you know it? Now, this is the darndest thing. Um, they're, they're getting a 10% raise now. And I guess once this um, uh, salary study is done, then, then they'll see how that goes. But, it, but it's a 10% raise, you know, from a place that couldn't find any money anywhere. I mean, just no way you can find money. It, it's funny how the money gets found. At any rate, um, so there has been a movement on behalf, I guess, there of the county who've decided that uh, that uh, they could pony up 10%. Uh, and, you know, they're racing to catch up with the departments around them. But here's the thing, you know, and this is something that most people don't talk about because they're so happy to have, um, if you're hungry, you're out in the desert, you're, 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 you're thirsty, you have nothing to drink. Um, and you could drink 80 ounces of water in one sitting, but, but they give you two ounces. Well, you're going to take the two ounces. You're thirsty, by the way, so you're going to take it. But here's the thing about pay raises. If somebody's racing to catch up, don't forget, departments in that area and in other areas, um, this isn't the last time they raise their, their pay. It's the thing about falling behind. You never truly catch up unless you do some gigantic raise and get ahead for a little while. Because ultimately, um, the problem becomes retention. And a one-time raise often doesn't catch you up to anybody. It might catch you up for a minute, but those other departments that are more forward-thinking and they have city or other county governments that, that understand what the issues are, they keep raising it too. And let's face it, prices are going through the roof, right? Have you been to the gas pump? Um, so all of these things are good. They are. It's, a, it's progress. It is. It's progress. If, um, you know, if you got 100 miles to go and you take the first step, it's great because now you're moving. But you're still only taking a step. So it's going to be interesting to watch that. Really will. Um, see, how it, see how it goes. Um, two more topics today. One of my favorite sayings is do your job, know your job, or know your job, do your job. And um, I was asked the other day by someone, they said, well, what's the point of it? And I said, well, the point is pretty self-explanatory, isn't it? Know your job. So what's knowing your job mean? It means having a good grasp of, of what the job is. So you're on an engine company. Um, a veteran should know what all the equipment can do. They should be able to uh, take the equipment and put it into operation. They should be able to troubleshoot everything that's, that's on a rig. 
they should be able to, uh, you know, raise ladders, lower rat ladders, climb them, rescue people, uh, advance lines, so on and so forth. They should also know theory. Um, they don't need to be a professor of fire service theory, but it is something that you need to know because it helps you to troubleshoot. It, it really does. Imagine trying to uh, repair a jet engine and you have no concept of how jet engines work. That's very difficult. Sure, maybe you can take a screw out and put a screw in, but when it comes time to fix something that needs fixing that doesn't follow any sort of manual, now you're in deep trouble. Firefighting is a lot of that between the skills thing. It really is. It's like, yeah, I know how to raise a ladder. Okay, do you know how to raise the ladder um, to affect a horizontal rescue? You may think, well, I'll just raise it and lay it on its side or lay it on the bed or whatever. Well, there's more to it than that sometimes. It's why you train. It's why you uh, get educated in the fire service. So uh, the point is to know your job. If you know your job and then you go out and do your job, you're almost untouchable. People won't want to move you or, or get rid of you. Because if you know your job and you do your job, and by the way, knowing your job and doing your job, it's important that you know what to do on a scene. That's the most important thing. It is, hands down, bottom line, results-oriented. But it's not your only job. Your job is also around the station. Your job is interacting with others. So, yes, uh, it's important that you know it and do it all the time. You know, not three times a year, not 30 times a year, every time, all the time, every time. Know your job, do your job. That's key, period. It's the way it is. Finally, I want to say something about uh, uh, the, the internet tough guys right the superstars on on the internet superstars on facebook and twitter you know there are people who make comments about departments and things and and they really think they're being clever they think they're they're you know they're like yeah i'm standing up for the dignity of our department uh no no you're not what you're making yourself out to be is somebody and i know this for a fact fact you're making yourself out to be someone who your own administration doesn't particularly care for because you're drawing attention to them. And you're making yourself unhirable by anyone uh, with, with uh, social media, any department. That's the thing, see? People who take to social media to, to make smart comments or to rant and rave, um, there's no honor or dignity in it. There just isn't. It used to be you had to speak up to people, to them, in front of them. Now you have people who just sit and write on Facebook and they think, well, you know, nobody's going to punch me in the face or nobody's going to try to debate me on here because if they do, I'll just cut them off with a sly comment. But in reality, you're making yourself unhirable. And trust me, there are departments out there who will never hire anyone who engages in these sort of uh, social media, uh, 
what's the best thing to call it? Childishness. You know? Uh, again, you may think that, that your department is appreciative of what you're doing, but I can assure you, they're not. They're not because you're embarrassing them. They're not because politicians get forwarded your comments. It is... Uh, it's the cowardly spell, right? People on the internet, um, they become, they, they come under this magic spell of cowardice. And what they end up doing is they end up screwing themselves and, and, and they don't realize it. And because they're not that bright anyway, because they're making these stupid comments, uh, they think they can't be touched. Guys, I'm telling you, it's not worth it. It just isn't. So, do yourself a favor. Don't. If you feel like it's a good idea, don't do it. Just don't. Unless you're moving out of state. And even then, you know, there are departments that can look on social media, and they do. Come on. It's just not worth it, is it? Not when you think about it. At any rate, that's going to do it for today. Until next time, stay safe.